Okay, for those who don't know me, I'm Christy, married to Wayne, um, and together we've got four beautiful little boys. Um, so the topic this month is the blessing, as you know. Um, and when I was thinking over all the different types of blessings there are, I started to boil them all down and think about where all these attributes come from. And that's our mighty God. He is the creator and the source of everything in this world. He is the meticulous designer of everything we experience and see, and the author, <coughs> the author of the story of mankind. So I thought I'd talk about why he is so awesome, and how being a child of his is the greatest blessing we could ask for. Obviously, it's a rather large topic, so I've tried to give the snack size version. So, who is God? God is the eternal being who created the heavens and the earth and, the, and preserves all within it. He is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, meaning he's all-powerful, all-knowing, and always everywhere. He is set apart and not bound by the same physical laws and limitations we are as humans. He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in one, and is full, unchanging, perfect wisdom. He blesses us with forgiveness, patience, kindness, resilience, provisional blessings, and miracles of healing. He's blessed us with the gift of the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, giving us the wisdom and power to do God's will. He is faithful, and even in our sinful ways, he meets us as we are, reveals himself through his word, his creation, and his son, Jesus Christ. First um, Chronicles 29, verse 11 to 12 says, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendour for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honour come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. John 1, 1 to 3 says, In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. He was the he was with God in the beginning, and through things, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been. And finally, 1 Corinthians 12, 4-6 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in every one, it is the same God at work. These scriptures show that God is a central source of creation and the blessings we get to experience within this life and the life to come. The more I read his word, the more it becomes evident how great his love is for us. This is fully represented and personified in the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Without the sacrifice, we wouldn't have hope for eternal life. We wouldn't have a hope for future beyond what our eyes can see and we wouldn't have the ability to speak to our Heavenly Father like we can to a friend. John 3:16 to 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God is the grand designer. This one is massive for me because I see God and all his glory and everything around me. When our boys were babies, I used to sit there cuddling them and feeding them and just stare at all the tiny little hairs over their faces and revel in the fact that each and every tiny little hair was made by a process instructed by the hand of God. 
I must admit I'm not as thankful for the random black hairs popping up on my face, but <laughs> thankfully we have tweezers to sort those out. God truly is the greatest designer to ever be, and knowing that he has knit me and everyone in this room together with love and intentionality shows us how much he cares for us and how much he loves us. Psalm 139, 13 to 16 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. A final point I want to share is that he is the perfect example of a loving parent and father. He is not only a provider and a protector, but he is dependable and a promise keeper. In our times where we stuff up, he is compassionate, slow to anger, a disciplinarian and a teacher. Many of us have a tainted view of our earthly fathers, but even the best fathers in the world fall short of his glory. God wants to remind us of his unshakable ways that we can count on the fact that he remains the same always and forever. Isaiah, simple, Isaiah 40 simply puts, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. To sum it up, God is literally telling us that none of this is by chance. He made us all by his love and he doesn't want to spend eternity without us. He is a father who is invested in who we are, created us for a reason, and created us to bless others by sharing the good news of who he is. He gives us ways to navigate through the battles of this life and gives us hope for eternity with Jesus. If we make our ways before his, repent and pursue him with our hearts, then we get to experience the greatest blessing of all, and that is our Father. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be top of the class. He meets us as we are and loves us deeply. I just want to point out that I'm not sharing all these incredible things that God is to make the gap between us and him larger, but to show us how massive his love is for us and how we filled that void through our salvation in Jesus. As we go through our day-to-day living, it can be hard to remember that this God that is so powerful and credible, who made the heavens and the earth, would even care for a moment that we exist or that he wants to bless us. He so dearly wants to be in relationship with us and will fight for us. No matter how insignificant we may feel or how large burdens are, he is moving in ways behind the scenes that we could only ever imagine. Psalm 3-6 When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. You have made them rulers over your works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. Knowing we are children of God, that we always have him to turn to, knowing our heart and flesh and mind were knit together by him gives us the confirmation that we are significant, that we can make a difference and that we can be a reflection of him in this world that we can overcome strongholds in our lives that we never thought possible. There will not always be acceptance from the world, but as a byproduct of our faith and trusting in him, we will undoubtedly receive the blessings of God. As Paul said a few weeks back, 
God blesses us so that we can be a blessing. He shows us the fruits of his love and it can only but make us want to share the good news of the gospel and how our Father changes lives. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! All right, so you've just witnessed one of my blessings, one of my many, many blessings. Um, I'm so blessed to even have a wife, um, to have someone who loves me, and um, yeah, it is a miracle. Thank you, Ian. I, why are you sitting up the front? Um, yeah, who loves me and um, someone so beautiful and someone that has a heart for God and um, someone who's fought and sacrificed for, for myself and, and for my children. And um, I just, I guess, I wanted, while I've got this platform, share with especially the males out here, the men, we are very blessed to have a wife, you know, and the Lord blessed us with a role of being spiritual leaders and, um, and the fathers of our, of our children and, and just to love our wives. And he wants us to pursue their hearts and pursue the hearts of our children. And we are blessed to be able to do that. So um, fathers, that's for you. So you know what you do, go home to the dishes. Look after your wives, whatever. Find their love language. Find their love language and just pray into that and, and connect with that. All right, cool. That's my brownie points. All right. All right, so the cat's out of the bag. My wife is, I feel, um, intellectually galaxies apart from me. Um, she is someone that um, can go into Scripture a lot, um, not, not so much a lot quicker, but she, can, she, she goes down what I call a hole or to this presence in the Word that um, I can just see and I, 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 I envy almost. You know, and I want to give an example of this. Um, in the mornings, we have what we call our sort of morning routine. We get up 5.30 every morning, and we do word together, and we pray together, and we just share the day. And that's how we start the day off, because literally that's the only time we can. Um, because you heard we've got four children, so it's the morning's it. But it's a beautiful way to start the day. Often we'll be sitting there together and we'll either be reading the same scripture or we'll be talking about something else and she'll lean across to me or she'll, she'll look at me and she'll go, wow, what did you, what did you get from there? Or didn't, what about this? Didn't you get that? And I would, use, I would answer with her in the shock, either saying no, or she would pause with her mouth wide open, looking at me confused, wondering how I got what I got that doesn't align with what she had because she is just so deep and so personal when it comes to Scripture. It doesn't mean I don't have that connection, but it just means that she finds a different avenue, which is just quite, it's quite beautiful and quite poetic. But I want to I wanna build on this. So what if I used my relationship um, with the Lord and, and looking at Chrissy's relationship with the Lord as, um, as better than mine? You know, what if I looked at it as... Um, her intellect, or I felt, I felt somewhat dumber, and is a simple word, or somewhat nowhere near connected with Lord because she is. What if I was 
jealous or, and I let those words and I let those thoughts come about to me. I can go even stretch further, you know. I don't, uh, Brother Rubens, just, he's just shaved his beard. He looks amazing, you know. I don't look as young as him anymore. I can't, I can't pray as well as Ian. You know, what if I let these things get to me? What if I let my past get to me? What if I let the things I've done or the things I've carried or the things I see get to me, you know? Sometimes I think we can look in the mirror and we can, you know, we can see um, failures or we see a marriage that isn't working or we see children that are misbehaving or we see a past, a past that condemns us, you know, and that's, you know, and that's, that's hard to carry. That's hard to think of. Um, so, um, so what I want to do right now is um, I want to see some good news. Some good news about the good news. All right. Do you like that? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So what the good news is, is the Lord loves you. Hey, yeah, I love that. Amen. Um, one thing about the good news. So we're going to read some scripture, Romans 8. 31 to 32. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? So read this. Um, it's quite obvious. He loves us no matter what. No matter what, no matter what wants to face us. So for some people, or for other, for people that think and they listen to this and they and they think about their past, or when they look in the mirror and they think that God is going to, doesn't want to love you, or God won't, won't want to bless you, I can tell you right now, you're wrong. Right now, because He loves you and He won't hold back from that. He gave His Son from you. Why would He stop from blessing you when He gave up His Son from you? That is just the start. So this month's theme is, is blessing, and I want to bring up two points um, from this. Uh, one is God's love, His love for you, and two, faith, and just how these two connect, how, how these two connect with blessing. So point one I, I, I've touched on, which is God's love, which is in my introduction, which I just gave, but um, I believe what we see is what we look for. So and maybe what you see is missed opportunities and worthlessness, and ugliness, poverty, like I said, a failing marriage or children that are lost and always misbehave, misbehaving. But what we, what, and if you're looking for that, that's what you're going to reinforce. Yeah. You know, that's what you're going to reinforce in your mind and you're going to reinforce in your heart because you're listening to the world. You know, you're not listening to what God has for you, yeah. which is love, forgiveness, kindness. So with this in mind, this scripture in mind, that he loves you and he's gone to the cross, he's given his son for you. I want you to go back to the mirror and go back to the mirror sitting right now and the God that loves you and wants to know you and, and love and worship you and praise, you know, and, and for you to lift up praise to him. I want you to go back to the fundamentals, what I guess brought you here for the seat that you're sitting in right now is that you've come to church to worship and love God and, and share that with everyone else. And how good he is and what he's done for you. And with this in your, and with this in your heart, look back at your children. Look, at that, look back at your children and maybe you just see children that need attention and love. Maybe you see a wife or a husband that just needs their heart to be pursued like the Lord pursued your heart. 
Maybe you don't see failures or opportunities, but you see lessons and moments that build character and faith. See, God loves you and he wants to bless you because he gave his son for you. So this brings me to point two, which is um, Jeremiah. I want to bring up Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. There will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So it says it right there um, in the word, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who has confidence in him. Belief, the faith. Um, I, I guess I, I want to put this in perspective. I have, um, we have a few paddocks and one of the paddock is quite lower than the rest. And we have rows of oranges in it, orange trees. And the other paddock's water run off into this lower paddock. And um, all the water run off into, into these lower paddock, and it actually it sort of sits in the two middle rows. And you can actually see that these two, these two middle rows, the, tree, the trees, are a lot healthier. They're a lot better than the others. And you can tell by the oranges, they're beautiful. The green's always darker. Uh, sorry, the leaves are always darker and green, and they're a lot healthier compared to the rest. And this is no matter what, through all seasons. So even when we get through summer, we'll come up to summer, it'll be dry. These trees still stay beautiful and lush and healthy compared to the rest. And this is what this is saying. So and this, if, we, if we are planted in God's word, God's love and his spirit, which is the water, you'll feel, you'll feel his love. You won't feel the heat. You won't feel, you know, when things are wrong because he loves you. And the oranges that come from that, I feel like are the blessings. You know, those oranges like blessings, beautiful orange, uh, beautiful sweet oranges are like our blessings. Those blessings are of plenty when you stand in the faith and you're planted by the river. So again, so again, I want you to go back to that mirror again and think about the river. Think about the oranges that come from being by the river. Um, and go back, you know, and think about what he has, has done for you, his son, and how he wants to bless you. Yeah. Amen. So I want to finish with this. A.W. Tozer once wrote, God filled the world with things. Things are always meant to be external to man and, find, and never be found in their heart. See, we need to guard our heart. We need to guard our hearts from material things and things like relation, um, you know, from material things. Yes, um, blessings can be um, cars. Yes, they can be finance. Yes, they can be jobs. Those things are amazing. Those things come as a bonus. But we need to think about where the blessings are actually at. And maybe the blessings are is that he was with you while you really needed that car. Maybe the blessings are is when he was with you when you really needed that job. When you really needed to push for a moment 
um, to get through to the next thing. But really, you know, the, the blessings of when he's with you in those battles, yeah. when he stands with you in the battles, and when he's right by your side. So when you look, look, when you look in the mirror now, you can look in the mirror and, and know that God wants to bless you and be with you, and it's the little things, because yeah. God loves you. He will never fail you, and he will never leave you. Yeah. Thank you.